Good morning, good morning, good morning on this awesome Sunday morning. The last Sunday of July 2020. Oh my word. Did the seven months quickly pass by and we enter next weekend in August the 1st. And uh, tonight I'll have some news about some of the venues that can open. Prayer is happening at the moment at the hotel venue. And um, we're going to have some services going before the good news of Jesus. Now, this whole month we were speaking, we start off with grow, sow and go. Now I put some words to it, growing, sowing and going. So we spoke about growing. God doesn't want you to stay a baby in Christ. There's a maturity involved. You need to grow in what God has ordained and planned for your life. Oh, my word. And then sowing. Last weekend, we spoke about sowing. Generosity is part of the nature of God. You cannot say, I love God, and I serve God, and I'm a child of God, and I'm going to heaven. If you have not got generosity to be a giver, because that was Jesus' whole, this all three things was, he had to grow in the fullness, sowing generosity. He gave his life. And now the Bible says, so we need to ought to lay down our lives. Oh, my word. And be givers in the kingdom. And this morning, I want to speak to you about going. Wow. That's a powerful thing that we share this morning. I've did some research early this morning and I discovered something according to Google <laughs> that the fastest growing religion in South Africa is Islam. That's scary. 2.4 billion Christians in the world. It was 2.3, now there's a 0.1, 2.4. The Muslims are 1.9 million, a billion people. Now, if South Africa, and I come back to this point, that's why going is so important. If South Africa is 80 to 85% Christians, why is it that we don't impact this nation? And that stat says that the Islam faith is the fast growing faith in this nation. There's something wrong with this picture. And that's why day number 121 of the lockdown, what this lockdown did now, it was not God ordained. Now, everything, when the enemy comes with something out of that bad thing, God will bring the sweetness. And the sweetness is to discover yourself, who you are, what you are, what you can do in the kingdom of God. Now, this is very important stuff this morning because when we speak about <laughs> going, uh, we're growing, sowing, and going, it means we have the three dimensions what Jesus came for so that we can be mature people in Christ, that we can live the nature of generosity, and that we can go. Now, the going doesn't mean just go to another nation or just change churches or just, no, 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 no. 
This is a life mission that we need to understand. Because in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, is a very, very, very powerful scripture that Paul tells us something about life. Now, you were not placed on the face of the earth just to make it (laughs) or just to get to heaven when you're born again. Now, remember, this letter was written to Christians. And because it was written to the Christians, to the church, we need to understand what is my divine purpose on the face of the earth. Now, our purpose is not to get to a certain point and just get (laughs) blend in and get (laughs) casual because (laughs) casual Christianity and part-time Christianity can never overcome a full-time devil. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? That's why we need to be full-time Christians. Christians is Christ followers, disciples of Jesus. As he is, so are we on the face of the earth. Now listen what Paul says in that Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 10. And oh my word, if you have time, go to the different translations and you will be so blessed to hear what the different translation says. It says here in Ephesians 2. Now remember, Paul was telling them in Ephesians 1, they called, they handpicked. They were predestined. And then he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be open, that you may know and understand. Knowing alone is not. Having information is not enough. I need to understand. (laughs) Information or revelation without application leads always to uh, abortion, termination of that revelation. Now he says in Ephesians chapter 2.10, He says, for we are, (laughs) not will be. This is a a past tense thing and that past present. We are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated through the born again life and then follow the pattern, the, the model. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Wow. He says, born anew that we may do those good works, life mission, the purpose, the very reason you're on the face of the earth is because you are God's workmanship. You are God's own handiwork. Come on, people, don't let the devil attack you in your identity because what is the three things you will see most of the things that God does works in three, (laughs) seven and three. Now three, (laughs) you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's why the old temple was in three dimensions. (laughs) There was an outer court, the holy and the holy of holies. You are a spirit man living in this physical body and possess a soul. Now Paul comes and he says, don't you know you are the temple? So you are a three-dimensional. And what's the three-dimensional? What you need to understand in this life to live out a significant life is your identity, your purpose, and time. This is the three things. What's the three things I need in life? I need a mentor. (laughs) I first need a model, then a mentor. 
than followers. That's the most powerful things we need to discover. He says that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand, purpose, the very reason for living, for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, fulfill that purpose again. You are a person of purpose. God doesn't just put you on the face of the earth because he doesn't know what to do it extra clay and just say, okay, just be there. No, 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 no. The fact that purpose is under attack, the very reason for existence is under attack, is the reason that stats in the world can say that Islam is the fast-growing religion in South Africa. We need to do something about that. Turn to somebody and say, I need to do something about that because I'm part of God's plan on the face of the earth. And I'm going to show you what it is when you create a storm. There's a storm in this nation. And guess who was it created by? Not only the devil, because the Christian world is passive. We allow the storm. We are, God said, go to Nineveh. <laughs> we are on the ship on the way to Tarsus with all the revelations, all the titles, with all the whatever, the buildings and the nice things and what we like. Are we fulfilling this morning the reason we hear growing, sowing, and going? These three things will help you not to be in survival mode, not to just exist, not to be successful, but to be significant. Because I'm going to give you scripture and lay a strong foundation that we can build on it tonight. Listen, he says, for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. We should walk in them. Living the good life, the purpose life. Oh my words, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now, this is the most remarkable thing about God. Listen, that we need to understand. Two words that summarize <laughs> the message of Jesus. Just two words. Is come and go. <laughs> those who are heavy laden, those who are depressed, those who are uh, sick, those who are going through something in life, that's the word, those who are lost, those who are broken, that's the message, those who are confused and the hurting, uh, Jesus said, come, <laughs> come to me, oh my word. Because my yoke is easy. He, now, what's a yoke? I've got a, a real old yoke here downstairs in the garage. And that yoke means two people or two objects pulling in the same thing. So we want to be yoked with Jesus. That's why two people that are married or in a relationship or you belong to, you cannot be unequally yoked. You need to be yoked together in unity. Unity is you and I tied together for the same purpose, the same plan, what God has predestined for us in life. Now, for the after God changed you and 
save you and turn your life around and you're restored and your mind keeps on being renewed. Come on, somebody. And your life has been turned not upside down. It was now from downside up. (laughs) The message is, Jesus said, go. Wow. That word go has a great meaning. And I want to help you this morning. In other words, what Jesus was saying was after his resurrection is the same thing. Now there in John chapter 20 and verse 27, uh, he says, As the Father has sent me. Now I was thinking about the scripture the whole time. As the Father has sent me. So, different translations, even. <laughs> Just as the Father has sent me, I send you. Wow. Now, there's another translation. The International Standard Version says this out of John 20. He says, Just as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Just. How was Jesus sent? His reason was, come on, somebody, to come and save the lost. For this very purpose, 1 John 3, 8, the Son of God was manifest as the Son of Man to destroy the works of the devil. Demonstrate Satan's defeat. You have been given all the authority, all the power, all the dimensions. How to demonstrate that defeat. That's why... (laughs) You are what the word says you are. That needs to be part of your makeup, part of your DNA, part of your everything, because that's God's DNA. (laughs) Listen, and the DNA means my children carries my DNA. Oh, my word, they know, people know who's my children. They can see it. (laughs) Now we have the same one. That's what God gave Adam in Genesis chapter 1. Before he gave them authority and seed and money and whatever God gave them, oh, money was not there. Oh, he gave them seed. Before he gave them jurisdiction, he said, let us make man in our likeness and in our image. He gave them there his character, his nature, his ability, everything God does. That's why scripture says, as he is, so are we. Now we're talking about growing, sowing, and the going aspect And this is what I'm going to help you this morning. Because in other words, you and I, listen, are a do-something people. What do you mean, Gustav? You cannot be passive. You cannot be not active. (laughs) Because what it means, and this is very important if you just understand what the next phrase I'm going to say. A do something church, a do something disciple, a do something person, listen, is committed. Now listen to this, doing the same thing as a body, what Jesus did while he was in his body on the face of the earth. <laughs> it didn't change. That's why a church cannot just be passive and just meet on Sunday. Our church is active, going, my word, moving. Uh, and the prayer is going and the feeding is growing. And while well, all the uproar and the war and the burning and the vandalism and the looting and the stealing and the things was happening, 
this week. <coughs> Our Lofdal leaders and people were feeding in that same area. Isn't that amazing? And there was multitudes of people. Why? We are a do-something people. The church must be, a, it's not how good the praise and worship is. It's not how good I can preach. Or Now, these pastors here, and we've got 23 pastors. They can preach better than I. They're more anointed than what I am. Oh, my word, they can prophesy better. They function. It's just when I'm in the office. <laughs> That's what's important. But listen, a do-something people. A do something church, a do something disciple is committed to Hawaii, Afrikaans word, is committed doing the same thing as a body. That's why God is working in teams, doing the same thing as a body, what Jesus did while he was in his physical body on the, facing of the, uh, on the face of the earth, growing, showing and going is the manifestation of your life mission. Please write it down somewhere. Put it behind the bathroom door. Put it on the mirror. My word, do it somewhere in your life and keep it. Write it in big places. Put it, tattoo it in your hand with ink. <laughs> Growing, sowing, and going is the manifestation of that Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 of your life mission in this on the face of the earth. You were put, not put on the face of the earth to live haphazardly. Oh my word, help us Jesus. Or to waste time. You were here for fulfilling six functions and we spoke about that. But let me get to the thing. <laughs> Of that six functions, five you're going to do in eternity. But there's one that you cannot do there. You need to do it here. And that's go and preach the gospel. The other five, you're going to do it all the time. You're going to be worship. You, you're going to be Christ-like. Come on, somebody. You're going to be part of a family. Oh, my word. You're going to do all those things in, the, in eternity. But this one of your mission on the face of the earth is only going to happen here. Now, that is very, very important. That's why I want to speak to you today. With going means the manifestation of my life mission while I am on the face of the earth. Each person, now this is very interesting. Now, now research proved this. You have between 600 to 700 talents in your life. Some people only use three and some have 20. Now, the only way how you're going to live out the fullness of every talent is when you fulfill the life mission. I was 50 years young years ago and I developed a technique. I never knew I had this talent. I never knew this talent even exists in me. My mother was an artist, and some of her artwork is in the U.S. and in the U.K. and different nations in, in Asia and uh, Taiwan. And you know what? I always said, one day I'm going to paint. Then she said, 
You cannot paint. The only thing you can do is carry a Bible and preach. And that stuck in my mind. That was a talent. Now, unawarely, she puts a limitation on these talents. You have, yes, you, between 600 to 700 talents that need to develop. And at the age of 50, I start painting and I develop a technique of painting with a toothpick on soap. This is roses. Nobody else does it in the world. And this is uh, lavender. It's done with a toothpick, the thing that you clean your teeth with. I, I never knew I had this talent. And, and why I'm showing you this is you have talents. And then I start painting things. There was a painting last week uh, behind me that I start painting and I start making molds and start manufacturing soap and take lye that's caustic soda with olive oil and make a, a, a savon de Marseille, that's the French soap. And all these things that I never knew I can do, I start doing it. Why? It's talents. Talents you have. Now, talents will only develop when you live out your why in life. That's also the wow you hear. Now, that's why Ephesians 2.10 tells us, it says that he prepared ahead of time. So God created you long before you exist for a plan. That's what Ephesians 2.10 says, that we should walk in them, fulfill life's mission. Now, that life's mission is so important because the question that's in my mind since the lockdown and since last year, why don't we impact this nation? All the prophetic words, all the revival promises, all what God's going to do and walking in resurrection power and all these things. Why do we only have meetings and receive the glory, but don't take it in a higher dimension to impact the world? Jesus on the mountain and he's there with <laughs> two, three of his disciples and then Elijah appeared and Moses and they say, let us build some cabins here. They want to dwell in the glory. And Jesus said, no boys, we're not going to build. Now I paraphrase. He said, let's go down the mountain. There's work to be done. And that's when he cast out that demon and demonstrate this work to be done. You will receive the Holy Spirit that you will become a witness. The glory of God manifest in different ways. And that's why we need to grow. That's why we need to manifest generosity, be givers. And that's why we need to go. If we not understand the concept of heaven, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Find out how God is operating. God is not operating by somebody's opinion, by hearsay, somebody's, he operates by something that was put together before the foundation of the earth. God knew everything. Nothing takes God by surprise. Come on, somebody. And that's why it's so phenomenal. Now, in John chapter 17, Jesus said, now we were reading chapter 20, but in John chapter 17, Jesus said uh, more or less the same thing what he told his disciples after his crucifixion, his death. Now, this is the second time 
he said in verse 18, just wow. In other words, a replica, a model. Just as you sent me, he's speaking to the Father, into the world. Just as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them. You that them. <laughs> because John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and that they might have it in abundance. That word they there is the same word here in verse 18 in John 17. Listen, they, the ones that were born again, the ones that accepted me, the ones that make me Lord of all. He says, I also have sent them into the world. So what's your life mission is the world. Go and make disciples of all nations. <laughs> Abram, I'll make you the father of all nations. So God's idea is the world. Satan's idea is limit you. To take you out of the big world, God has placed you with a great assignment into a small world and you say, this is all what there is for me. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Listen, this is so important. So what God says, your life mission is not your job, not your investments, not your career, not your title, not your gifting. Come on, somebody. Not, not, not uh, all the money I can make. Not just to be a father and a mother and a grandfather and a brother and a sister and a child or a parent. That's not my life mission. My life mission is not to work for 40 years and then retire. That's where a lot of people make the mistake. Your life mission is what God has designed you for your purpose. Why am I on the face of the earth? Now, this is so important this morning because when I understand everything what Jesus said, there in the book of Mark chapter 8. Now it's Jesus speaking again. Now listen, all the scriptures, what must scripture do? Scripture must explain itself. Scripture answer to scripture. I don't need a revelation on that. Scripture explain itself. What did the prophet Hosea said? What is the God's people's bigger problem? Not the devil, not the coronavirus. <laughs> not the lockdown. Oh, my word, even if we feel sometimes we want to climb the rafters. What is the greatest thing, listen, is a lack of knowledge, not knowing. There's no medicine for stupidity. And that's why it's so important when Jesus spoke this word in Mark, he, he, he tells us a phenomenal thing. That needs to happen <laughs> in our lives. He says, when you understand what is my mission, your mission, listen, you will not just make it. You will be victorious and the overcomer in this world. You will be. For whoever wants to save his life, the first 35, it says, higher spiritual and eternal life 
will also lose it. In other words, if I chase just all the revelations people have and I don't apply them, for whoever wants to save his higher spiritual eternal life will lose it. Wow. The lower natural temporal life which is lived only on earth. And whoever gives up his life which is lived only on earth for my sake. You see, it's not a self-centered, not uh, I need to survive. I, 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 if I can just make it, it's just me and, and myself and I. No, 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 no. He said, if you live that way, you're going to lose your life because it's a low life. He said, and if you only live spiritually for yourself, you're also going to lose it. There's no value in that. He said, but if you live your life on the face of the earth for his sake and the gospel's sake, that's in your Bible in Mark chapter 8, 35, a King James, it will be in red. He says, for my and the gospel's sake. People say, I'm living for God. Do you live for the gospel's sake? That's the power of God. Do you live for the going part? Do you live for the growing part? Do you live for the sowing part? He says, <laughs> and the gospel will save it, his higher spiritual life in the eternal kingdom of God. Oh, my word. What a revelation. What a revelation. You're not on the face of the earth for your husband, for your wife. No, that's the part-time. You have a family that's going to outlast your children, your father, your mother, your husband, your wife, whoever. That's the family you're going to live in eternity forever. Now, this is so important because I must discover why I am on the face of the earth. What is my mission in life? What's the very reason that I was born in 1956, October the 28th, in Shingola, in Zambia? Why did God create me for that purpose? Old saying, a natural people think, it's just having a good life, making a lot of money, retire and have a pension fund. Now we know with all the things happening in the world, most people retirement dive, <laughs> nose dive, and fear and anxiety and depression is hitting many people. But for us as God's representatives, now listen this, without a clear purpose, that's what I put down, you will keep changing directions. Doesn't that sound familiar? You will keep on changing jobs. You will keep on changing relationships. You will keep on changing churches or other externals. Then hoping each change will settle the confusion or fill the emptiness in your heart. Because you think maybe this time it will be different. <laughs> but it doesn't solve the real problem because you are not living the great why I am here. 
Because everything, when I keep on changing, keep on trading in husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends and whatever, it's a lack of purpose and a lack of focus. Because not understanding the wow of my life, the why, I will not be focused and I will seek this gap that's there to fulfill, this this vacuum with all kinds of stuff. That's why people go on drugs. That's why people do all the craziness. It gives them some sort of, but leaves them in devastation afterwards. I put down in writing, without a clear purpose, you have no foundation on which you base decisions, oh my word, or you allocate your time and use your resources. You will tend to make choices based on circumstances, on pressure, and on your moods. At that very moment, oh my word, you will take impulsive decisions. People who don't know their purpose try too much. (laughs) Try to do too much. And that causes stress, fatigue, and conflict. And I put down, now this is my own saying, without God's purpose, husbands and wives, supposed to be in a unit, but without them understanding God's clear purpose on the face of the earth, she wants to go where it is smart, (laughs) comfortable, and what (laughs) is what satisfy her. He just wants to <laughs> be have his family in unity. Maybe this helps somebody to do God's will and stop running and then compromises come. Now we are in 121 days of lockdown. It's more than three months and three weeks, close to four months. Now listen, and God's people is supposed to discover during this time, that more, why is there a hole, a crack in my foundation? Why am I not fulfilled? Why, if the world is in this condition, why am we as born-again believers, as the household of faith, as God's ambassadors, as Jesus' representatives, in the same condition? And that needs to change. That's why we do every month these services with a theme and I'm going to help you this morning because we create a storm and what do you need to do when you cause a storm that means when I'm a passive Christian when I'm a passive leader a passive leader I'm supposed to be a leader of leaders but now I keep on following and that's not being rebellious that's mean If you want to disciple people, somebody needs to disciple you. And we have the perfect model of Jesus and Peter and Paul and John and uh, Steph, (laughs) uh, Stephen and all these people. And your pastor, if he follows the principles of God. Now, I thought I had it all together until one day in Rustenburg when I saw how Pastor Francois' churches explode and Pastor Berpertorius was preaching there, and I said, tell me what is wrong. We in this revival and all these things happen. That's during the revival. 
And he said, you want to really know? He said, you the problem. And I thought, me the problem? I'll smack you. I'm older than you. <laughs> he said, because you are chasing, you're not fulfilling God's dream and living God's dream. You mix God's dream with your own dream, with your own desires. I paraphrase on that. That's why we create the mules in the body of Christ. Hard workers. They can build pulpits and heat the roof and make the ceiling and paint and decorate and put the chairs together and clean and whatever. But they are sterile. They don't produce after their kind. And that's a wake-up call. And I want to help you with this. Come on, people. Growing, sowing, and going. Now this is a phenomenal story here. Paul comes and he addresses the Christians about life mission. Because I need to fulfill the great grand design. One day I'm going to stand before God. And God's going to ask me. What did you do with the time I've given you on the face of the earth? Some people say I never knew. God said no. You had the word, you had the Holy Spirit that will lead you and guide you in all truth, and you had your pastor preaching. What did you do? Now listen what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 to 14. Remember, Scripture must explain itself, and everything is based on Scripture, the foundation. Last week's sermon, Matthew 7. Somebody who does what I say, the, the, the messenger, and Gabriel used that on two Friday nights. He said, that's foundational by doing what I'm telling you to do. That's the foundation. It's foundational. Oh, my word, I've put it down somewhere. I must read it to you. I'm, I'm, I must get it to you quickly, what the message translation says about that scripture. It is so powerful. <laughs> Thomas Carlyle says, the man without purpose is like a ship without a rudder. <coughs> it's, uh, it's nothing. It's a no man. That's powerful stuff. Now listen what that scripture says if I can find it. Because that helped me to understand something in life. When you understand what is the very reason. If you read out of that. What did I say? The message translation. Let me get the message here quickly. Of Matthew chapter 7. Where Jesus spoke. And he said, I'll show you. I'll show you how somebody that understands the word. And that becomes a doer of the word. Oh, my word. <laughs> say, help me, Gustav. Help me. <laughs> say, help him, Jesus. That he get the scripture quickly. <laughs> Where is it? Ah, here it is. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7. And there at verse number 24. Now let me get to the message translation. This is so powerful. When Gabriel preached that the other night, it hit me. It hit me powerful. He says... These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Ooh, ha, ha. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. 
It says they are foundational words. Words to build a life on it. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. That's the, that, so, so I need, it's not an addition, it's foundational. If I can grow, sow, and go. Now let me give you Paul's word. In one, now remember this was written to Christians, born again believers. He said in verse 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 10 to 14, each one of us should be careful how we build our lives. That's in the Bible, people. The only true foundation for building is Jesus Christ, the model. But be careful in choosing what building materials you use on that foundation. You can build with values that last forever like gold, silver, and jewels. <laughs> or you can build with values that burn up and won't last like wood, hay, and straw. One day your work on earth will be inspected on the day of judgment. So I'm going to stand before God, and then I cannot say, Lord, but Yaku, Lanzel, Tasha, Pastor Patrick, the, the President, the ANC, the EFF, uh, uh, whoever, whatever, I just may, I, I will not be able to say that. God's going to say, no, no, I'm going to deal later with them. They're going to stand with me. I ask you, what did you build your life on in this life? Because it's going to be tested. Your work on earth will be inspected. On the day of judgment, God will test it by fire. So the quality of your work is manifested. And all will see the true value of what you accomplished. If your work survives the fire, you will receive your reward. But if your work is burned up, you will lose your reward, even though you yourself will be saved like someone barely escaping a fire. Now that alone is a scary scripture. But we need to turn back to the basics that the stats in this nation must change and you the person God wants to use. Let us stop running after nonsense. The prophets, I believe in them. But if they don't prophesy what God says, oh my word, and all these kind of uh, anointings, I somebody said there's a Finnish anointing and and, and I, somebody in America, and they've got now this other, and I said, God, we keep on feeding people with energizing tablets. I believe in the anointings. But why don't we put it in action to turn back? There keeps on being a hole in the foundation, a crack. And how higher the building goes, the crack is going to cause this building to get top heavy and fall over. I've seen many great ministries. I've seen many great pastors that I try to warn at times. And this week I heard of another church closing down. And the pastor and Chris, our farmer, had a dream years ago about this. And I went to him and I warned him and it collapsed because they're chasing the wrong thing. If we seek first the kingdom, 
Find out how God operates, what's important for God, and then just do it and his righteousness. Just do it as God is doing it. Then the cars and the money and the houses and the fame and the prestige and then everything you need, the prosperity, will be added to you. But if before that time, if it's added to you, it will become an idol. How do I know it's an idol? Anything, and this is an eye-opener now, I went to bed late last night and I got up early this morning. I open it as everything that takes that I value above what God said I must do becomes an idol. Oh my word. And we need to do deal with that idols. God first, always first. Not me, not my feeling, not my emotions, not what I want. Not what I desire, not what I want to show people. I'll show you. No, no, no. What God wants, then it's easy. Then I operate in the rest of God. Now listen, people, most people don't discover their purpose. Christian, they don't discover it. They go, they think doing another business, getting another wife, trading this old thing and get a younger one, or trading my husband, all this junk we deal No, that's not. Your purpose in life is to live out God's dream. Jesus said, and we were reading this, just as, how just as my Father has sent me, I sent you. He first told the Father, he said, Father, just as you have sent me into this world, I have sent them. So that's your life mission. That's your life mission because what, now Jesus said that, before his ascension, Matthew 28, <laughs> he says, All power has been given unto me, all authority in heaven and on earth. Now I give it to you. I command you, go and make disciples. That is your life mission, to go and make disciples. Not to waste time, not just to waste resources, to use computers and the television and your cell phones and everything for God's kingdom, God's purpose. Come on, people. I have discovered more about myself in this 121 days. I had to work on my prayer life, on my relationship with God, my relationship where there was unforgiveness. I, ha I don't have enemies. I'm not angry. I'm not an angry person. I don't sleep angry. But there were certain people I wish I can feed you poison. I know you've never been there. People that made me angry. But I've discovered, I had, it's me. You can only be happy when you are happy. No other people can make you happy before you're happy in yourself. Help me somebody. Because if situations and business and money disappoints you and you're not happy in Jesus, that's going to cost your downfall. Make him your number. I was a businessman. I made him my number one partner in life. Now, let me get to the word this morning. You have that talents, and God wants you to live them out. In Acts chapter 20, 24, Paul comes. He had an encounter. He was a rebel. He killed Christians. He was on the way again to arrest them. And then God arrested him. <laughs> God arrested him. And when God arrested Paul, 
There in Acts chapter 20, Paul said the most remarkable thing. He's one of your models. Jesus, the perfect model. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, <laughs> Acts chapter 20. And listen what he says in verse 24. He says this. But none of these things move me. Neither do I esteem my life dear to myself. Uh, if only I may finish my course, my life mission, the very purpose, the reason for my existence. If only I may finish my course with hell, with joy. Oh, my word. Not with sadness. Not it's an effort. We must stop running after programs and do God's dream. Come on, people, another program. Another. No, 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 stop this nonsense. We're wasting time with the revival in at Loftal. Why? Now we impacted a lot of lives, but why don't we impact the whole nation? Because we handle it, limit it, and not do the life mission why God caused revival to come. He says, if only I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have obtained from which was entrusted to me by the Lord Jesus, faithfully to attest to the good news, the gospel of God's grace, his unmerited favor, spiritual blessings and mercy. Come on, somebody, and now observe I perceive that all of you among whom I have gone in and out proclaiming the kingdom will see my face no more because Paul came to the end of his life. What's your desire this morning? My heart is God. Let me finish my reason for existence. Not to have more cars, not to have a bigger house. We have a big house. Not to have more fame. Uh, we have fame. Not, 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 not. To fulfill the reason I am here to go and make disciples of all nations. To be part of the family. Because uh, last week, and let me just touch on it, and this very mission that Jesus sent us is the one, the only thing we can live out on the face of the earth. Because all other five is to be, we're going to worship in heaven, to love God. We're going to love our neighbor because we're going to be together as a family. Come on, people. We're going to have be people in fellowship together. We're going to be disciples of Jesus. We're going to pray. But the only thing that we're not going to live out there is to go and make disciples to evangelize. And that's why it's so important. That's the key to save a nation, to ignite revival, to bring, that's what revival is about, bring what which was death back to life. That dead part in you to bring it back to life. Because from Jonah's lesson and from Peter's lesson in life, 
we can learn certain things. Now, our time is nearly over. I've got 10 minutes. Four things quickly I want to share from Jonah's life about my life mission. Number one, I'll carry on tonight and show you when I run away from my life mission, it causes bad consequences because I live a dull life. I live a part-time Christian life where I live, need to live life to the fullness where God is first. The first thing in my life mission, my life mission comes from God's word. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 1, one day God spoke his word to Jonah, the son of Amittai. My life mission is from God's word, not from the psychiatrist, from some professor who's a bright spark in a university and say, we exist, uh, we were first uh, uh, apes. <laughs> the, the little boy came to his father and said, Dad, Mom just told me, that we, our existence was prehistoric. We were apes before. He said, your mother's family could be apes, but not mine. I was created by God. <laughs> My life mission number one comes from God's word. Father, just as you have sent me, I have sent them. It's God's word. Oh, my word. I have appointed you. I have called you. I have set you to bear much fruit. Come on, somebody. Matthew chapter 28, go and make disciples. You're my workmanship. You were created for me. That's my life. It comes from God's word. That's why I'm here. Number two, my life mission requires a step of faith. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10, 38, because it's not, uh, there will be times I don't feel like it. There's times when life slaps you and you go through circumstances and people stand up against you. You're going to need faith, not a feeling, not an emotion. It's going to cost faith, the tenacity of a bulldog to do your life mission. Because <laughs> in Jonah chapter 1 verse 2, the first part, I want you to get up and go. <laughs> to the great city of Nineveh. Now Jonah was from a small city. He, he has gone, he'd never been to the great city Nineveh. But God said, I want to send you. <laughs> In other words, God's challenging your comfort zone. I serve God 50 years and 30 years and 20 years and a year. Okay, are you living out your life mission? Some people think if I have a more uh, uh, educated and uh, do another thing. No, that's, that's not your life mission. That's your part-time job, your full-time job, living out what God has designed you. Because you're the world changer. You're the history maker. You're the planet shaker. God challenged Jonah's comfort zone. Challenged his gifts, his talents, his ability, his potential. I want you to get up and go. Action, action, come on somebody, to the great city of Nineveh. Number three, my life mission, listen, will help others. God never created you, saved you, only you to make heaven. He says in Jonah 1, 2, the second part, he says, go to the great city of Nineveh 
and tell them that I see all the evil happening there and I won't ignore it. Go and tell the sinner if he doesn't repent, he's going to hell. Go and tell Nineveh, I'm going to demolish this city. But I want them. I don't want to do it. But the evil became. Now it's the same in South Africa. It's the same in the world. Come on, people. Go and tell the people you have the antidote to viruses and the antidote to go to hell and the antidote to everything. You have it. I have it. Go and tell them. Go and tell them it's help other people. And number four, my life mission may scare me at first. God, me? Do you really choose me? Help me? I'm so full of mistakes and failures and I thought the system and... No, 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 God said, yes, it will scare you. But it's a good thing because you will discover, not in your strength, not in your power to grow up, It's in his strength when I make him first. Jonah 1.3, and this is where the Christian world is most. But Jonah ran away from the presence of the Lord. Why? He got scared for his life mission. Are you running away this morning? Or are you at the place where you say, God, here am I? Uh, because your life mission is the only thing that will count in eternity. Not the car you drive, not the, the things you achieved, how many buildings we have built, not how much money I have in the bank, not how much weight I gained or lose, <laughs> not what brands I wear, not who's the important people I'm connected. I know very important people. That doesn't mean anything. My life mission is from the word of God. Am I running away from it or to it? And I'm ready this morning to say that's part of my growing, part of my sowing, and part of my going. God, you don't need to look any further. I want you to pray the three most powerful, important words in your entire life. And that's to tell God, here am I. Here am I, God. I'm not running anymore. Because of my running, there's a storm out there of not living up If South Africa have 80 to 85% of Christians, it tells us we're on the wrong ship. There's a storm in the nation. There's storms in the world. Monday, yeah, tomorrow, the the head of army warned people. They're locking of all the devastation of petrol bombs and bricks and the N1 is going to, our main roads here in our city is going to be closed and the M5 and the N7 and the R300, and they warn people, stay in your house, stay at home, because they predict there's a march. It's us supposed to do that, to change the world and the culture. Why are we running? And I'm going to help you tonight. You need to get your friends and everybody. If you're a sinner, to say, God, I'm not running anymore from the very purpose I was created for your pleasure. 
I, my reason, the why in my life is that I will be a worshiper and bring pleasure to you. If you already serve God and you're running and you didn't understand until this morning, Lord, I'm not going to do my own thing just as my Father has sent me. <laughs> Jesus said, I sent them. I'm one of that sent ones, God. I'm part of the family. I'm part of a mission. I'm part of the local church. I'm part of, oh my word, I have a shepherd over my life. I have a disciple that disciples me. That's why I can disciple people. I'm a go and make disciple person and teach them because I only have one chance on the face of the earth to live out. Now, if you don't know Jesus, and even if you know him, say, here am I and pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning I've heard the word of the Lord. I'm going to stand before God one day to give account with what I've built. If I build it just with all these earthly things, it's hay, stubble, and it's grass, it's going to be burned away by fire. But if I build with gold and silver and precious stones, it's to fulfill the great commission and it starts on the 26th, I think that's the day today, of July 2020, to say here am I, here am I, here am I God, forgive me my sin, wash me in the blood, put my name in the book of life God, because I will serve you and I will live out my life mission, that's if you didn't know Jesus, those of you who know him, and didn't live up to this expectation, all the influence of the world. <laughs> Say, God, here am I. You don't need to look further. Whom shall I send and whom shall go first? Isaiah had excuse. God, I'm a man of unclean lips. His excuses overruled God's plan and assignment for his life. And that's the danger. Get rid of your excuses. Get rid of the older brother mentality in the prodigal son. The older brother in the house was more lost than the prodigal son. Listen, that's why he was arguing. He didn't understand everything of his father belonged to him. God said, say God, this morning I'm going to do your kingdom. I'm going to preach your, I want to fulfill my life's mission and the gospel that you have assigned me to by making disciples, by being part of a family, by teaching them, baptizing them, Lord. I'm going to live out the great commandment, love God and love people. And the great commission by winning the lost for any cost. In Jesus' name. If you're sick in your body, say, God, by your stripes I've been healed. I healed completely to you. If you need financial breakthrough, start sowing, sowing. So love, so positive words, words what God said you can do. Keep on. Uh, Pastor Yaku said to me something this week. He said a lot of Christians like the instruction, but they hate the waiting process. Now, uh, the process of waiting is preparation. Say, God, I, I, I'm a doer of the word. And I sow this morning because I want to sow where I want to go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, you are here I am. When Isaiah said, Lord, I'm a man of God. said, I've made provision for that. 
sent a sheriff with a burning coal to his lips. And when the mission came, and this is where God is now with us or the whole world, whom shall I send and whom shall I, who shall go? You will either have excuses or you will say right now, here am I, send me, be sent today, make disciples. We love you. What an honor to serve you. We have this broadcast at 10.30, the Afrikaans one ad on the television on Christ's cake. And then tonight, 6 o'clock again. What an honor. People from all over the world are watching this and our own family at Lofdal. God bless you. We are a family. Not only, we are a family. And from our home to your home, Gustav de Toy from Lofdal International, live out your life of the great instruction. You are destined for greatness. You are designed for a great purpose. A world changer, a history maker, a planet shaker, an atmosphere changer. And you're gonna make it by building your life on this firm foundation. We love you. Until tonight at 6 p.m. Central African time. God bless you.